on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 550 for Wednesday, Science Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. And we've had a number of interesting deviations for Science Wednesday for the last couple or so. But today, we return to the Big Blue Marble series where we discover an interesting spot on our very own planet. And of course, you heard at the beginning of today's program that we are heading to a spot whose name is Alert for a very interesting reason, but a reason that may escape you or a reason that may be a surprise because you thought it was something else. And for those of you that have absolutely no idea where Alert is, this is going to be a fun program for you too. Do you want to go visit Alert? Well, that all depends on what your interests are in terms of discovering what we have on our big blue planet. And I hope so far you have enjoyed all of the stops we've made along the way since the beginning of the year. The name of this place is Alert, and it's almost as far north as the extreme northern end of Greenland. It's, in fact, the northernmost continuously inhabited place in the world. Now, that's not to be confused with the permanent residence of Longyearbyen in Norway. Now, we discovered that spot a couple of weeks ago when we even interviewed somebody who is living in Longyearbyen a little while back. Now, Alert may be inhabited. However, all of the residents of Alert, and we're talking about Canada here, by the way, on Ellesmere Island, in the extreme northern reaches of Nunavut, Canada. It's about as far north as you can get in Canada. And the residents of Alert are all temporary, typically serving about a six-month tour of duty there. Now, at one point in time, there were permanent residents in Alert. So why does everybody rotate on and off the island now? That's part of today's story as we dig into some of the details of this very unusual community. First of all, 
the name. Now, I always thought that alert was so-called because it was basically a listening post between the residents of North America vis-a-vis the USA and Canada and the then USSR and, of course, now Russia. And there are listening posts that are located in alert. However, that's not where it got its name. I always thought that it was so named because it was the first place where we in North America would be alerted to a nuclear attack from the USSR or now Russia. That is simply not the case. Now, it is true that it would probably be the very first place that we would have an indication that incoming missiles would be coming in. Let's hope that never, ever happens. However, there are listening posts at this extreme northern perimeter of Canada for that very purpose. But the name does not come from that purpose. The name alert is named after a British ship that actually wintered about 10 kilometers away from the point where alert is right now. That's roughly six miles back in the 1800s. The specific winter, 1875 to 1876. And the ship's captain, George Nares, and his crew were the first recorded Europeans to reach the northern end of Ellesmere Island. And now over the following decades, several other expeditions passed through the area, most notably Robert Perry during his expedition to reach the North Pole back in 1909. Now, shortly after the end of World War II, Charles Hubbard of the U.S. Weather Bureau aroused interest in the U.S. and Canada for establishing a network of Arctic stations to study Arctic weather and its impact on the rest of the world. Now, his plan, in broad perspective, envisioned an establishment of two main stations, one in Greenland and the other on the archipelago, better known as Ellesmere Island. And that is where Alert Station is. Now, obviously, that was going to be a rather pricey proposal. However, following negotiations between the United States and Canada, a group of five weather stations were established known as the Joint Arctic Weather Station, or JAWS. By 1946, the location of these five stations was set, and one of them was alert. And in 1948, a case of supplies was dropped in alert by the USS Adisto. In that group, alert was the last of the five to be settled when the first 12 personnel eight permanent staff and four to assist with construction arrived on April the 9th, 1950. And construction began immediately with the first priority being the creation of an ice runway on Alert Inlet before work began on the permanent all-season runway on Cape Belknap. Until its completion, supplies were actually parachuted in. Now, for about 20 years after the station was established, it had a U.S. presence for about 20 years. But the last U.S. personnel were actually withdrawn on October the 31st, 1970. 
Environment Canada then took over the operations at Alert. After about 20 years or so, by the mid-1990s, the original buildings of the original weather station had really fallen into disrepair. Just imagine the battering that those buildings had to take in that very active, high-Arctic climate. In 1996, all of those buildings were essentially burned down to the ground, and the only surviving building was the hydrogen shed and the wooden outhouse. But everything else eventually was rebuilt. And nowadays, the weather station and the observatory offices were moved to a brand new place called Polaris Hill. Now, resupplying the folks at Alert Station still today is still somewhat of a challenge, since that part of the Arctic Ocean has not been regularly accessible by icebreakers due to really a rather heavy concentration of ice conditions in the Lincoln Sea, resupply is provided by the Royal Canadian Air Force using the permanent runway at alert. And keeping somebody actually physically present at alert is important on one aspect especially. Because let's face it, nowadays, with technology being the way it is, you could literally keep an eye on things remotely via satellite, via all kinds of other communication avenues. But the physical presence of a human being actually at alert all the time, even though they are on shift work, six-month shift work, this extends the Canadian sovereignty over a larger uninhabited area which Canada claims as its sovereign territory and its proximity to Russia. It's interesting to note that alert is closer to Moscow, roughly 4,000 kilometers, than it is to Ottawa. Thus, the possibility of utilizing the site for the purpose of intercepting radio signals was deemed to warrant a military presence. That's one of the other reasons that ALERT exists. Now, back in its history, when ALERT was, in fact, permanently inhabited by a number of people, Alert actually had upwards of over 200 personnel posted at any one point in time. But now the population of Alert is transient. Now, back in 1991, they had a population of 246. In 1996, the population, the permanent population, rose to 270. But by 2001, it had dropped to five. That's it. And in 2006, the population of the census indicating still five permanent residents. But by 2011, and that's just essentially a decade ago, the permanent residents of Alert had dropped to zero, meaning that everyone now at Alert is a temporary resident on rotating six-month shifts. Well, before we wrap things up, you're probably wondering about the weather. Why not? Let's talk about it. This is, in fact, weather jazz. And so let's chat about this Arctic climate. Alert is 12 kilometers west of Cape Sheridan, and that's in the northeast tip of Ellesmere Island on the shore of the ice-covered Lincoln Sea. For those of you that just love snow, this may be a great assignment for you because there is complete snow cover for 10 months out of the year on average. 
and snow from one year persist into the next year in protected areas. However, enough of that snow melts in order to prevent something we know as glaciation, in other words, a permanent ice field. The warmest month of the year is July, although I use that term very, very loosely. It has an average temperature of 38 degrees Fahrenheit, with only July and August averaging above freezing temperatures. And those are also months where well over 90% of the rainfall occurs. Alert is typically a very, very dry place. In fact, it's the fourth driest locality in Nunavut, averaging only six inches of rain for the entire year. But of course, the vast majority of the precipitation falls in the form of snow 10 to 11 months out of the year. How about the heaviest snowfall month? No, it's not in the middle of the winter It's actually in September. September is usually the month with the heaviest snowfall at alert. And because it's so cold most of the time, the relative humidity is also extremely low. The result is that static electricity is a bit of an issue, so much so that door handles are actually covered in electrical tape to prevent static electricity when the residents reach for door handles there. Let's get back to snowfall right now. Snowfall can occur in any month of the year and has at alert. And the frost-free growing season in an average summer averages only five days. That's it. Now, the latitude of alert is something interesting. It's well above the Arctic Circle. It is roughly at 83 degrees north latitude, only about 500 miles from the North Pole, roughly the distance between Cleveland and, say, just a little west of Chicago. So it's very, very close to the North Pole. So being so far north of the Arctic Circle, Alert and the entire north end of Ellesmere Island experiences polar night roughly from mid-October to the end of February. And, of course, conversely, the midnight sun is always up from April 7th until September 4th. Now, the all-time record high temperature for Alert Station Canada is actually warmer than you may think. Now, it's not exactly a tropical paradise, but the record high temperature at Alert was actually just under 70 degrees Fahrenheit, 69.8 to be precise. However, the record cold will really take your breath away. The record cold month was February, and the coldest temperature ever actually measured at alert, 50 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. And the windshield temperature, the coldest on record there, 65 below zero. As I mentioned, the heaviest snowfall month is September. The average is 13 inches, so essentially about a foot. It does drop off going into the Arctic night. By the time you get to December, only three inches on average for December and about the same for January, February, and March. Alert Station Canada, not a place for the weary of heart. 
But it might be a place if you have great interest in Arctic meteorology. And who knows, maybe somebody who listens to Weather Jazz at some point in time will be the next person that takes a six-month journey assignment to alert, to study Arctic meteorology. And I must admit, I've always been fascinated with Arctic meteorology. In fact, back uh, in my Weather Channel days in the 1980s, my license plate, my Georgia license plate, was Arctic, A-R-C-T-I-C. And it was always a goal of mine to visit the North Pole and the South Pole sometime in my lifetime. Nowadays, as I mature, I think of warmer places, not colder places. And uh, I came close to visiting the South Pole once, and that would have been on an invitation from NASA here in Cleveland, but that did not work out at the time. And for what it's worth, again, these days, I'm not rushing real fast to go to a cold place. I'm focusing more on palm trees swaying in the wind, and we'll see how that pans out in time. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, social media, email, word of mouth, any way you can. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, or you just want to pop in and say hello and let me know how it is you listen to Weather Jazz, I'm waiting for your email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com or voicemail via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. The number is 234-525-5888. Also remember, in addition to weatherjazz.com, I also have andrebernier.com, A-N-D-R-E-B-E-R-N-I-E-R.com. I usually try to keep all kinds of weather facts and figures and interesting things posted on there. Hope to see you in both locations online. We'll see you soon with a brand new episode of Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.